0: It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. We are still streaming. Surprise, surprise. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I am part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey. And there is no Murray this week so with the introductions out of the way let's rage on oh
1: well thanks to all who've been supporting us if you love our independent podcast please support us and the growing film rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash film rage yyc all members get special editions and content only for members and all members that sign up We'll get a limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible, awful, rage-filled film. Shout out to our biggest listening state, Colorado, and our biggest listening province in Canada, which is Alberta. We thank y'all for being our number one supporters. Go Rams, and yee
0: Canyon Meadows Cinemas are open for their delicious concessions. Popcorn, corn dogs, mini donuts, and more. Open Thursdays 4 to 9, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday 12 to 9 for takeout via curbside pickup. Just go to canyonmeadows.ca and enter your order. And by the way, by being one of our faithful Film Rage listeners, you can get 15% off. Just enter the promo code RAGEON, that's R-A-G-E-O-N, to claim your 15% discount. Or, if you would rather have your snacks delivered, that is possible as well through Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, and DoorDash throughout Calgary. For more details, visit CanyonMeadows.ca. And here, CMC would like to thank you for your continued support, and we hope to see you again soon at the cinema.
1: What
0: (sighs) we're streaming, Jim. So, let's uh, start with the big release from Netflix last week.
1: $50 million worth.
0: There you go. Army of the Dead. We've been waiting for this for a while. Uh, Army from the Dead 2021. A zombie outbreak in Las Vegas serves as the catalyst. 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 For, uh,
1: cattle uh,
0: Catalyst. <laughs> Catalyst for Zack Snyder's latest film, *Army of the Dead*. Uh, this is his second zombie fl- zombie flick, as he brought *Dawn of the Dead* to the to a new generation in 2004, remaking the Romero classic. In this outing, Dave Bautista, as Scott Ward puts together a team of mercenaries to enter the zombie quarantine zone and steal a life changing amount of money before the government nukes Las Vegas. Wow, that's uh, quite the quite the setup. The, Isn't it? It the, sounds amazing. It does. The supporting cast was stellar, especially Tag Notaro as Marianne Peters, a dead. Oh, we're going
1: to talk more about her.
0: A deadpan, wise-cracking helicopter pilot who basically stole every scene she was in. This was especially impressive as she only got to act opposite a real person in two scenes. She was actually digitally inserted into the film after the original actor, Chris Delia was accused of sexual misconduct, which forced Snyder to make the switch. Nataro did most of her scenes in front of a green screen, and with her limited screen time, was able to put the most memorable performance of the film. That being said, <laughs> the film was good; was a good time, and you know, as a summer blockbuster, it checked all the boxes. The action sequences were spectacular at times. It even had some cool little scenes that had me thinking of a thousand different scenarios, such as Outside the Vault, where... We see some corpses that are wearing the exact same clothing as our mercenaries. How what? is that? How is that possible? And what explanation could there possibly be? Were there actually was there actually a time loop? Maybe. I don't know. And then the ending happened. I think the movie should have ended with Ward and his daughter after the helicopter crash, but it didn't end there. Instead, we got an ending where we have to really make some creative connections in order to make it make sense. I'm still trying to figure out. If this was an annoying thing, or if this was maybe a good thing that I had to make my own conclusions here. After thinking about it a bit, I finally decided the survivor that came out of the rubble in Vegas at the end must have been affected by the radiation? And that is why it took so much longer for him to turn into a zombie than the others? And since he was, since he was probably that. bitten by the alpha zombie and he probably was exposed to radiation, I think it may turn out that he might even be more powerful than the king of the zombies, who was the one that I think infected him. I don't know, that's what I came up with. Still, whatever, this was silly blockbuster fun, and as silly blockbuster fun tends to be, this was no different. This was meh. <laughs>
1: okay so apparently we were channeling each other again so this is just be prepared people this may be a boring episode because if we're both agreeing with each other this could be terrible okay so i had to re-enter this film after starting to watch it with a whole new mindset of course everybody knows zombie flick equals 11 we also know that Dave Batista is usually starting with negative numbers. Let's say negative three, just to pick a random number. And then the dialogue, acting, and plot of this heist flick was so over the top, I had to say, okay, this is a comic book brought to life. And if I expected anything other than that for a zombie heist film by Zack Snyder, I was going to be disappointed. So, with the new focus and a desire to see a motherfucking zombie, I bit my tongue at absurdity and started to sit back, relax, and let the great and powerful Tignataro bring me the joy for 2 hours and 20 minutes. Which also includes, but not limited to, zombie tigers, zombie queens, smart zombies, alien hybrid zombies potentially, testosterone-fueled macho scenes, estrogen-fueled macho scenes, blood, gore, daddy issues, heart-to-hearts. In fact, way too many to count. This has everything you need for a heist zombie film, including, uh, did I mention motherfucking Tignotero is in this? And she's so great! Plus some great gore, and like all Snyder films, a great mini-movie slash music video everywhere. Just when you thought there wasn't an original zombie concept, Then this alien-zombie hybrid comes along. Is it a comic book come to life? Yes, it is. Was it a fun zombie heist? Yeah, sure. It was pretty fun. Was it campy and typical of most action film dialogue? Uh, yeah. I kind of liked it a whole bunch. Alpha male versus alpha zombie. I laughed my ass off. Plus, the zombie tiger playing with his food was so awesome. All the slow-mo action pauses were funny as fuck. So much cornball and cheeseball items. The only thing missing was the one-hit liners, which I I think there was so much opportunity to put one-liners in here, and it wasn't there, which, you know, to me kind of ruined it a little bit. I was expecting some kind of, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger-type lines. This movie was a bit of a hot mess. I enjoyed The Ride of the Zombies. Uh but Zack Snyder you know if you loved Dawn of the Dead and Justice League um ha- it it just it it wasn't the movie I was expecting it to be. It was a heist film and I'm not a big fan of heist films. And for that it gets a Nutero should have had way more airtime and we should have had less heart-to-hearts and way more zombies, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so but, you know we have to there's a, I had a couple of things that I wanted to do unpack on here
0: I got so, a few things too so you go uh, ahead
1: okay so the feast they had um, uh, had a helicopter that traveled all the way across Vegas and the king zombie is at the top of the other building trying to save his girlfriend's head and then he catches up with the helicopter and makes it to the top floor of the next building. Zach, Zach, what what is this, buddy? This little tiny things helps me to lose a little bit more respect for the film. There's no possible way the zombie king could have made it all the way across Vegas in the same time that the helicopter could. So that kind of bothered me. Mm. And I think there was probably 20 to 30 extra minutes that we didn't need. Like, Did we really need every heart to heart with every character that Dave Bautista had a relationship with?
0: Yes, yes, we did.
1: No, we did. No, we did not. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. But you know what? Notaro just saved everything.
0: Notaro was awesome. Um, I make the argument that these were not zombies at all. We started yeah. out, we're coming from Area 51. I think this is just an alien that's like yes. infecting these people. I mean, 100%. Every time they get shot, it's like this weird blue blood comes out. Like when he gets mm-hmm. shot, it's like blue yep. blood. It's all blue blood. And, and the, you know, the little alien, or, well, I'm going to call it an alien baby because zombies can't reproduce because they're dead. So yep. obviously there's some stuff going on in the reproductive regions. of. So I don't see this well, as a zombie. Learned- this is just an alien flick. I, and, well,
1: that's why I had mentioned alien. I don't know how yeah, many times. I, I
0: know. And here's the thing that really blew me away. I don't know if you noticed in the casino, but there's one point where one of the zombies gets shot and it ain't human. It wasn't originally human. It was it was a freaking robot. The, the flesh comes off. It's all metal underneath with this weird red strobing eye. It looked like a Terminator almost. What the hell was that? It's like, he's like, he's just throwing stuff in and going, oh, yeah, yeah let's is, have some got, fun.
1: Let's make some zombie stuff. Yeah. Okay. But there was, there was a great line mm-hmm. and it came, no kidding by Tignitero. Of course it did. And, and the line was, I think it's okay. Cause he's Japanesey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was so good. She is so good at uh, everything she does, yeah. man. Oh. Was- this would
1: this this I, I I guess I'm just disappointed because in my opinion, Justice League, which was a four-hour epic masterpiece, and the original or the remake he did of dawn of the dead was to me it was probably one of the best remakes ever Ever. done yeah i'd agree with that ever like i don't as we know right across the board of of it so so why could he not have brought like he he should have had more zombies or maybe took out some of that, that subplot that was going on that we really didn't care about and then he also should have like Maybe it's because he did make commentary. He's making another one. So maybe we're going to find out more about the aliens in the next
0: one. I don't know. Yes. But uh, it's yeah. a double
1: meh. It's, it's, it's a means? meh.
0: It was a. What, that means. what a $50 million meh.
1: Yep. You know what that means.
0: I do know what that means.
1: Okay. So. We saw that on Netflix, by the way. We did. And if, if people don't know that it was on Netflix, then you're crazy. You're and crazy. some people were lucky enough to see it in theaters. Our buddy George got to see it in theaters. Um, so I want to say that this movie we're about to talk about was my fried berry of the week. <laughs> and it's Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street. Which is... take a, stroll down Sesame Street and witness the birth of the most impactful children's series in TV history. From the iconic furry characters to the songs, you know by heart, learn how a gang of visionary creators changed our world, directed by Marilyn Agrello, and it was written by Michael Davis based on a book. So that's kind of interesting. I kind of thought that was kind of cool. Um, Not sure what I can say about this film, I mean, I don't think anyone could see this movie and not have a nostalgia waft over you and give you warm feelings. This show has been the biggest influence on children's and maybe even all television of all time, in my opinion. I love seeing this origin story of this great show and all the original cast. This covers quite a time frame over the history of Children's Television Workshop and Sesame Street. And all the main people who were there from the beginning uh, uh, in here was it was so it was such an important show. This trip down memory lane was a fun journey to be on. I enjoyed every minute of it. The only thing that disappointed me was I wish it was a series and lasted longer through the time of this show. I think I would have loved to have seen this as the first bookend and seen another five episodes where they continue to show how this continue to develop because we got the origin story but now i'm kind of itching to see the next the next um the next evolution of it and um this kind of reminds me a little bit of a joke so i'm gonna tell my favorite sesame street joke so there is a bus driver and his route is sesame street and he couldn't believe it because the one day when he was going down sesame street and he pulls over, and he picks up two heavyset ladies named Patty. And they get on the bus, and he's driving a little bit further. And then one of, the, one of the ladies turns to the other one and says, You know, I want to talk about my son, Ross. He is so special. I love him so much. And she talked for about 15 minutes about her special son, Ross. Next stop, stop on Sesame Street, and... Lester Cheese gets on. And he just happened to get on, go to the back of the bus and continued to pick his bunions the entire rest of the trip. And by the time they got home, he dropped everybody off. He went back to his wife and she said, honey, how was your day? He said, well, it was pretty good. I had two all beef patties, special Ross, Lester Cheese, picking bunions on the Sesame Street bus. And that is Amondo for this movie.
0: That's a terrible joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> now tell me what you thought of Sesame Street <sighs> Bus.
0: I hated it. No, I was just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you, was, just hated
1: my, you just hated my joke.
0: I just hated your joke. Uh, it was interesting to look back at Sesame Street after so many years. I really like the fact that this doc focused on a number of people behind the scenes that we may not have known much about. This was not just Jim Henson and his puppets. This was a collaborative effort from its first inception as the Children's Television Workshop endeavored to bring more educational content to the youth with an emphasis on reaching children in poorer communities. There was nothing else like it on television... As its diverse cast was an example for the world that different races could not only live together but learn from each other, the film followed what an important part of the fabric of society Sesame Street was, is, and will continue to be as it's now got some renewed life on HBO. They stepped in and to kind of keep the thing going. The show, the shows are timeless and entertaining for the young and old alike. The documentary was very good. And it covered a, a lot of ground in a short period of time. And yeah, you're right, it, it, it covered mainly the, the beginning, but you know, this is a this show that was like 50 years. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we did get, you know, some some uh, add-ons to yeah. this. This this might be yeah. just the, the first part. Um, but uh, this stock for me gets a nostalgic and diverse mondo.
1: Oh, so is it, would you say it's your fried berry pick of the week?
0: sure but there's you just can't i'm not i can't i can't did
1: did i not promise you last week did i not promise you last week Uh that we would find a reason to incorporate fried berry you did our show you did
0: and there we have it we we now
1: have a new segment called our fried berry of the week which is (laughs) our favorite movie of the week our
0: fried berry of the week uh, was this my fried berry? Yeah, I guess this was my fried berry. Of the I week. know it was.
1: <laughs> I can tell you that was because I know the other two movies we're reviewing and I can tell you, you did not like that as much as the Sesame Street movie. Yeah. Because I'm psychic, bitch.
0: Yes, you are psychic. So, uh, anything else you want to add to that one? Or I think we pretty much said it all. We liked it no, a lot. You know what? Watch it. We
1: did like it a lot. I think you know what and this is a it's a movie. I mean just like Sesame Street, right? Like you could the whole family can watch that and enjoy it. Oh yeah. Even like psychotic weirdos like us yeah. who like fried berry. How, I mean how, how awesome how were the, is that? How awesome are the fried berry?
0: <laughs> it's our fried berry of the week, Sesame Street. Sesame
1: Street Street Gang is a fried berry of the week. Now, I'm hoping that the kids that watch Sesame Street don't watch Fried Berry. No,
0: don't don't do it. Don't do it. Not until you're older. Um <laughs> How awesome was the end credits though, with uh, Paul Simon singing uh, "Me and Julio" oh, yeah. and then that that yeah, girl that just kid. making up her own stuff, and yeah, and Paul Simon just, just go. going along with it, and then finally he's like, "Okay, I got to start singing the song." I, mean, I got to actually sing. I got to come yeah, in at it some it point and shut her up, but it was, and it then was he let awesome. her kind of go off at the end again. It was that was really that was fantastic. And um, though this is on VOD. We had this, to we had to get yeah. this on VOD. All right, so where are we going from there? Oh, now we get to go. Uh, we got another VOD coming up, Jim. I didn't enjoy this one quite as much. Uh,
1: it's, no, uh, me neither. It's
0: Seance. Ah, it's Seance. Uh, this was a paint by numbers thriller with some really silly sequences. Seance is about a young woman who arrives at Fairfield Academy after one of the students meets her untimely demise. Then the body count starts to pile up, the double twist at the end fell flat and the motivation of the killers was kinda dumb. The scene where someone gets decapitated by bookshelf like it was a guillotine was convoluted and just plain silly as most everything else was in this film. The lesbian kiss at the end just sort of left me scratching my head. This was a film that bored me to the point that I fell asleep the first time and had to watch it again the next day. This film was a rage!
1: Oh, it was so freaking bad. bad. I liked a lot of that I didn't hate bad it. As
0: much movie. As you. Bad movie.
1: Rage. Bad, bad movie, huh? Well, let me tell you what I thought. I didn't hate it as much as you, but I also agree. It is definitely not a Fried Berry of the Week. No. Uh, <clears throat> it has a very vintage feel. Another film we are seeing that, you know, has a 70s colorization and feel with an 80s really? plotline ish. Yeah, totally. The coloration. Was I've, very 70s feel. It has very mooded colors and uh, yeah. And But I found it was more of an 80s plot line. It was more of a 70s um, visuals, but 80s 80s plot idea for me. It was, I like the badass attitude of it our It was heroine. just poopy. Oh, yeah, I know you didn't like it. Uh, I like the badass attitude of our heroine. Uh, she got a brooding, simmering rage just under the surface, played by Suki Waterhouse um playing the the ragey camille uh i gave the music like i thought that the music feel um it kind of worked really well i liked the music the sound and sound effects though were done so well i thought the sound and sound effects and this was the music was just okay but the sound and the sound effects i found really well done um i liked the way the movie progressed uh and the minimum music was was great I, I keep talking about the music and sounds because of the movie I, I don't. I, I, I did enjoy the slasher ghost revenge ladies who kick ass and punch dicks, flick not um, but I, I didn't think the the twist was all that great. Oh no. the battle at the end is quite humorous to me I was laughing. I, I found the humor in this. Really, really I liked it. No I didn't love it, but I liked it. It almost, it almost didn't make it, it almost didn't, like, because I found the humor in it really quite, I was, maybe I wasn't supposed to be laughing at it. Maybe I was supposed to be laughing with it.
0: I do not I don't even know what the hell you're talking about right now. There was no humor.
1: There was, there was all kind, like the, 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 the. the bookcase on the head thing was freaking hilarious
0: it was dumb and you could see it coming from a mile away and it was so I know. it was so convoluted because you've got all these giant bookshelves all over the place and then you've got this for some reason right in the middle of the room there's one that's like half the size but kind of perfect that she could just push it over and it was so ridiculous <laughs> and you could literally see him with his head hanging over the edge oh i wonder what's gonna happen and then it happened and then it was like a guillotine it's like, no, it was that, awesome. could, that could not possibly, it was just, ah, it was stupid.
1: <laughs> I liked it, because it was funny. It was not, it wasn't funny, like,
0: it was dumb. So th-
1: this is what I have, this is what it makes me laugh about you, because you can love all these terrible 80s slasher movies, which is almost identical to what happens in this movie, and you fall in love with them. And It's all in it your in approach,
0: the, it's all in what what kind of movie you're trying to make, and that they're not trying to make an 80s slasher movie.
1: I think they were.
0: I don't think they were. I, I think they think wanted they you to take this more serious than an 80s slasher movie.
1: Mm, I don't know about that cuz there was too many goofy things in it.
0: Yeah, the whole thing. Was so
1: maybe I maybe maybe I'm looking at it with a little bit of a different vision than you. I I took this as an 80s parody. That's exactly
0: oh, what I Oh nah, no. I don't think so. Was, I,
1: I I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was kind of weird and quirky, and I weird, thought the effects quirky? were silly. I was laughing at it, maybe not with it. It was a meh for me. I it didn't was, hate it.
0: It was poopy. It was a rage.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I have to say there's a lot of movies that you liked from the 80s that I think are a rage, so we're at an impasse. Thank God we disagreed on something today. Thank God. Thank
0: <laughs> God. Alright.
1: although I, I'm I'm gonna guess that we may agree on this next one
0: unless you're like stupid then yeah we're gonna agree on this one this is this is it this is the test there Jim if, if well, we agree on this one I'm stupid yeah that's right if you don't agree with me on this one you are stupid take the okay. floor my friend
1: righty then let's just test this out to see how stupid Bryce actually is uh, so, I don't <clears> think so we got to see the uh South African I Am All Girls which is also on Netflix. It's a double Netflix, no Shutter.
0: Yeah. All kind of Shutter.
1: Yeah. All Netflix, no Shutter.
0: No, there's kind of Shutter. Séance. All Netflix. Séance was actually produced by Shudder.
1: It was, but it was. It wasn't <laughs> it on was a, Shutter, so it kind of it Shutter. You're a, you're a so, VOD. But, but you're completely missing on what I'm telling you. Okay, go ahead. It what? was all Netflix and no Shutter.
0: All Netflix and no Shutter. I have no idea what you're saying. To shutter. Me. Yeah.
1: I'm saying the word Shutter. Don't don't. Thank you. Holy cow. And I'm the one that's stupid today, people. I just wanted to point point that.
0: I haven't said you're stupid yet. It depends on what you think of this next film.
1: (laughs) Okay. A special crime investigation forms an unlikely bond with a serial killer to bring down a global child sex trafficking syndicate uh, directed by Donovan Marsh, written by Wayne fitz John, that's a name uh marcel green green Gre- Gre- gref i don't know how to pronounce grief g-r-e-e-f-f
0: grief there's what are you gonna put like two more syllables in there there's only one way to I say don't know. that
1: well i don't i don't speak Afrikaans, so maybe maybe it is something different there plus three more writing credits so this is an indication that where we could be going here mm. um okay So, this film is awful, and by awful, this story is deplorable. Uh, Well, at least the plot is. Creepy old white dudes and child abductions and slavery. This plot sickens me to the very core. There are three things in my life and TV, TV slash film watching that I find deplorable and gives me a tough time watching any scene. Number one is child molestation. I don't ever want to see it in a film. If it does, I will not like it. Number two is rape scenes in general, especially if they're very graphic. They bother me as well. And number three is demonic possessions that are believable. Reminder that the first real movie that I saw as a kid when I was eight was The Exorcist. So demonic possession movies still have a tough time for me to watch because of my Christian upbringing. Even though I probably align more with Satan than... And with the whole Christmas Christian thing, uh, I need to say it because Netflix, although has some bad reputation for ripping off people, i.e., producers and and artists, but <clears throat> all the streaming services uh, they represent, of all of them, I find they put more LGBTQ characters in than any other one. So I'm giving kudos to to Netflix because there's some implied in this one. Um, although does not make sense. In the entire story, and it's only hinted. It's still a positive depiction of intelligent and strong women. Okay, now the movie. I love the shooting of this film. I love crane shots. I like tight movement and far-off shots. Oh, and of course, I love motherfucking ladies who kick ass and punch dicks. I know not part of the shooting, but yes, I loved a lot of what this film was trying to do. I do love seeing any lady that kicks ass and punch dicks, but taking a biopic... I'm rewriting it as a revenge flick is kind of had a little bit of an unnatural feel to it. I like this film, especially the message of child molesters must die. You kind of wish they spent more time on the intrigue of the hunt and less on the revenge side of the story. Overall, I like this for many reasons of what, what the story was telling, but I kind of forgot about the film the next day, and during the film, there was some heartbreaking scenes, which I feel this film should have had me going through me the entire film but it it didn't I should have been more angry after I saw this movie and I wasn't so for that reason it's it's not really a biopic biopic it's a low map for me
0: It made me angry cuz it was crap what sh- it, was not- what, it was total garbage. What should have been a powerful and informative film about the trafficking of children turned into a ridiculous shoot-em-up action movie. Major disappointment that the film that seemed to be making a statement at the beginning morphed into a generic thriller that had some laughable situations and action sequences that peppered the last half of the film. I'm not sure why the why the script was conceived in this way but was not effective at all i did not buy that this character that was painted as timid and pretty much scared of her own shadow all of a sudden becomes a badass by the conclusion of the story <sighs> her transformation was not know. believable in any way this was as frustrating watch as a this was as a frustrating a watch <laughs> as the premise and the story are important to shine a spotlight on but not this kind of spotlight. This was the wrong kind of spotlight. This was a misdirected, frustrating, and ultimately lame action flick. This was a rage.
1: Yeah, I figured it would be a rage. It's for
0: you. awful. It was awful.
1: I, I I can't argue with the fact that there was a lot of it that was awful. I can't I can't argue it. I can't argue it. I just love the fact that we had some revenge which I like you know it's it's one of, it's my favorite subgenre. Second favorite sub third third didn't favorite sub Didn't belong sub-genre. in this film.
0: Genre. Didn't belong it's, in this film it, it, at it all. Didn't,
1: this mo- but but okay, here's the thing cuz I don't think that this was a uh, this it, it, they kind of this is the
0: this bigger this problem film I had this film 15 biopic. minutes in fooled me into thinking it was one type of film and then yes. just completely went off the, the deep end with it, and yes. it was and it was garbage. Garbage.
1: I thought it was going to be a biopic. I thought, to your point, I thought this was going to be the biopic. Garbage. About that guy who's, who's a real person in South Africa. And it wasn't that movie. So I completely get it. I, I can't argue with you. It should be a rage for me. But I did love seeing her kick a bunch of dicks. I, I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I can't help it. But I, I I still think Yeah. It was I can't bad. I, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> I know <laughs> you can't.
0: Because I'm talking <laughs> fact just because it's got someone that like it's got a chick that punches dicks and whatever, I don't even know what your stupid expression is. But kicks ass kicks ass and punched it. Because it's got that well okay, it wasn't that bad. No, it was that bad. What's, what's, the
1: movie was was not great, but I just <laughs>
0: terrible. So
1: I'm trying to pull the threads. I tried to pull the threads out of this that there was. I like the message, and I like them kicking ass. I just I can't get past it. Uh, how it's was blocked. that character just like believable? Just because you gave Leprechaun five a meh. Same reason it, that movie was terrible, <sighs> and yet you had nostalgia for it, so you gave it a meh.
0: Leprechaun's harmless.
1: <laughs> and see this is this is another <laughs> we have our weaknesses we can't help it we can't help it sometimes we can't get past our weaknesses yeah,
0: blah, blah, blah. that's all I have to say
1: <laughs> temperature rising vision blurring rage taking over this rage that i have perhaps you may want to jump on board and steal it for your own we had two films this week that we watched one i am all the girls and army of the dead both sub genres that should have been better movies first off i am the girls which we know you caused you to be so much rage if this would have been the biopic of that film, I think we both might have liked this a hell of a lot more. I would almost almost perfectly think that if they made the biopic of this guy from South Africa, this, this, this movie could have looked a whole lot different. So that's my first problem is with that film. The second one is with Army of the Dead. First off, I hate heist films. I think they're stupid. They're always the same. And nothing really actually ever happens in any of them. They get the stuff or they don't get the stuff, whatever. I don't care. I was expecting to see a zombie film. And this was a heist movie that was a zombie film. And that's my rage. I am like, if you're going to make a subgenre, and you've already done it before, Zack Snyder. And you used to be Zack to me. Now you're Zack Snyder again. I just got to say that. If you're going to make a subgenre that you are good at, because we know you can do it, you did Dawn of the Dead, don't put out Army of the Dead, and that's two hours and 20 minutes of a heist movie that has a couple of zombies that are potentially not even zombies, and don't sell it as a zombie movie. That's my rage.
0: All right. I guess my rage this week is uh, still about I am all the girls or I am all girls. Sorry. Get it right. Yeah. You're going to, if you're going to trash something, at least get the title, right? I <laughs> yes, am. I am all 10. girls. Um, just, just pick something, go with it. If, if you're going to make a biopic, like the first part of this, cool, make that. If you want to make a silly over the top thriller and you want to have this as a subject, don't agree with that, but At least it would have some sort of focus. I don't know what the hell you're doing with this. Um, I couldn't... uh, Nobody in it was a believable character. Nothing made sense. It was just dumb. So if you're going to make a dumb movie, make the whole thing the dumb movie and maybe I can get on board. I'm okay with dumb movies if that's what you're doing. If you're making a, a bonehead action film and you do it well, there's lots of bonehead action films that were done well that I enjoyed. When you're taking a subject this serious and then turning it into a bonehead action film, I got a problem with that. That's my rage. Yeah.
1: That's uh, justifiable. There you go. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading.
0: Me harder, f- me harder, Daddy. Fuck me like the b- I am. Put it, Daddy. I don't even care. I don't care who sees me. Them b- came f- with me. They can't see a d- like yours. Fuck me, Daddy. Fuck me, Dad. Oh, hello. I'm Derek, and I'm the host of Ratchet Book Club. We read hood classics and good classics, and that means anything from Old Thought Next Door to The Phantom Tollbooth. We read a few chapters every episode, and then we discuss what we thought of each chapter before we get to the next one. It's pretty enlightening. Sometimes you find out things you never knew, like, did you know that somebody's... Ratchet Book Club. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and anywhere else you really could think of good fucking podcast should be at.
1: No bleep!
0: What do you know? Mm, wow. Uh Derek,
1: buddy, Big D, he's my man. oh righty then. So, I think we have some bad news.
0: Bad news.
1: Yeah, because
0: <clears throat>
1: we still can't get Thomas Winterberg. On the list because we can't find his freaking movie. <laughs>
0: it's tough. <laughs> I tried. Right? I, I yeah, I I tried. I like tried hard.
1: A, I did too. It's like, so I don't know. Maybe we have to order this movie from Amazon. I don't know. Like yeah, we'll I kind of want to get through him because we'll he's so him, awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, he is. But yeah, he's he's still right. on deck because we uh, we have no undeniable proof because there's too many movies that we haven't seen. But we want to see them. We're
1: getting pretty close. Yeah, I mean, we got. um, I think we got five movies in, though, didn't we?
0: Yeah, I think we're. I think we're five in.
1: I mean, I don't want to recap it because we recap last. Nah, we recap it. But but we're we're looking for. uh, What was the movie that we still have to see him? Of his, what were we going to see this week that we couldn't Uh, find?
0: Uh, a man comes home
1: yes okay so listeners if you have access to this movie please send it to us you can DM us or send it to our email at filmrage calgary at gmail let us know you have a copy of A Man Comes Home directed by Thomas Burke and I have I think you. we have to see that one if it's a mondo then we're kind of lucky if it's not and then we got to see Dear Wendy. And then we got to see It's All About Love.
0: That's it.
1: Yep. Oh, Thomas. Oh, oh Thomas. Thomas, Thomas,
0: Thomas, Thomas.
1: Okay, so uh, did you have anybody else you're going to throw out this week?
0: Uh, I am uh, not very prepared. What a shock. Well,
1: you know what? I think is how we both had the same feeling about our. Favorite comedian,
0: Tig oh, Yeah, she's definitely mesmerizing. I just want
1: to, I just want to find out what else. What she's else she has been? Cause Cause I
0: remember her like as a therapist in one movie where she was freaking hilarious. I know, and I don't even remember what movie it was, yep. but she was so. Well, we saw, like it was every together, time together, I see we her, saw, we saw together. Oh together. yeah, she's to get she that. was in together together. Yeah, which was a yeah, and she was mesmerizing But she was she that. was awesome. Yeah. Yep, she was in. Uh,
1: she. Uh, She played a few episodes on some TV stuff. I've seen her a bunch of stuff. She was in Lucy in the Sky. Um, She she was was in Instant Family. She she was was in Dog Days.
0: She was so good in Army of the Dead that I went and watched her documentary.
1: Yeah, it's good because she's a cancer survivor. Yeah,
0: it was was really good. Yeah, so I think it's just called TIG. So if you get a chance to watch TIG, watch it. It's on Netflix.
1: Yep, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I say we I say we throw her out there. I think she's mesmerizing. Absolutely. All right, Tig. You made it. Yeah. Okay, I have one. I have one more. Cool. That I'm going to throw for mesmerizing. And I don't know why we haven't talked about him. Uh, I'm throwing out Harvey Keitel.
0: Ha <laughs> ha! Harvey Keitel. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, you just even okay. So the fact that he steals the scene from the terrible actor Quentin Tarantino and John Travolta—that
0: whole scene is so good.
1: <laughs> that whole scene—he's like he's like a god.
0: Yeah, he he was oh man yeah. Uh, That's and like pretty alone, much everything he's in. Yeah, no, uh, he's absolutely mesmerizing. I love Harvey Keitel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's easy. Okay.
1: That's, that's, yeah, it was, where's our, wait a minute. Hold wait on. a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. I've got something.
0: I gotta do some homeworking. and get us uh, some mesmerized. Oh, wow. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get us uh, another mesmerized off happening here soon, cause, uh, yeah. That list important. is way too long. Like, we need to just start eliminating people heartlessly
1: we gotta have some we gotta have some mesmerized offs
0: yes head to head who's more mesmerized
1: you know I really I still okay so you know what I watched Um, it's not really movie but it's kind of movie it's series it's on Apple TV and it's or Apple Plus or whatever it's called um, uh, Motherfucking Glenn Close I didn't know her family suffered with mental illness so that's just putting that out there all right. Because I love her, and I just want people to know it's okay to be not okay. Just saying. All right. I'm just thinking of... I, I'd love to see her up against... Okay, so here's a question for you. Mm. Do you find Meryl Streep mesmerizing?
0: Oddly, I don't. But... And other than that one frickin' movie where she totally was mesmerizing, um, that, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's been in a few. I mean, there's a few, uh, but I don't consistently, consistently, no. She is. She's she's, she's yeah. not. She's a hell of an actress.
1: Yes, of course. But t- so there's a perfectly good example. We've got Glenn Close.
0: But can I take my eyes off her, her when she's- No know, um, Ward. Yeah. yeah
1: and, and No matter where she is. And then you've got Meryl Streep who seems to win all the awards. So this is- Another fundamental belief is why I think the awards are dumb.
0: Uh I, to to be fair, I'd say I'd have to go back and look at every every time she won, but she she probably deserved it at least 80% of the time and maybe 20% she got it cuz she was Meryl Streep. But I would have to go back and look at every no, every time. No, I'm
1: pretty sure every time. She's
0: she won it, pretty darn good, maybe. and every time she won, I well,
1: she's good. I'm not. Although it was good, a year or never... two ago,
0: she won for something where I was like, "Huh," but
1: yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, so I also don't believe Meryl Streep is mesmerizing.
0: No, she's, she's great.
1: She's a great, solid. I hate to say it. No, I won't say it. You know what I was gonna say? Don't you, you're gonna, you say guess what I was gonna say Nah,
0: I don't know what you're gonna say. She's
1: not a root vegetable. No, she's, she's not, not. any Don't she's be stupid. She's stronger than a root vegetable.
0: Yes, way. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, you call one person a, a, a root vegetable who is one of the greatest actors of our generation. So,
1: who's that? And don't say Mark Ruffalo because he's a potato.
0: Yeah, he's not a root vegetable he is he's a super
1: root he's the most root vegetable of any actor i've ever seen a
0: fine thespian
1: he's he's so far you've only convinced me that he's made one movie where i felt anything he was doing was believable over the top and was worth seeing him in that it couldn't have just put a potato in his his role i am mark ruffalo i have no emotion i talk like this i don't really do anything just Mark Ruffalo, the potato.
0: Oh, so you're just doing your uh, that I I could have sworn other than the fact that you kept on saying Mark Ruffalo, I was thought I just thought you were doing a Keanu Reeves impression.
1: No, you thought it was you thought it was Mark Ruffalo. No,
0: you started you start doing the impression, I'm like, "Hey, he's he's going to say I'm Keanu Reeves." But then you didn't. You said Mark Ruffalo. I'm, I'm confused by that. <laughs> Why would you do a Keanu Reeves impression and then say you're Mark Ruffalo? That's crazy. No,
1: because it's exactly it's exactly I don't want it to was so Keanu. You, I don't. I just. I don't want to remind you putting himself up against Michael Keaton in a film. But I just have to throw that out there.
0: I <laughs> don't you know what you're talking about anymore.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. we don't have. Uh, we never had a merman minute this week. So. what what wah,
0: all right sir all
1: right well the moment we've all been waiting for
0: is it actually it is the moment it is the moment i've been waiting for (laughs) i was so happy Last week on Rage or Dare, we got back to our normal bag touching when Jim had me pull my bag and release the film Moonlight and Valentino. Unfortunately, this film is so bad that no one in Canada will play it legally, so I will be hunting for it in bargain bins until I find it for Jim to watch. Luckily, it was quickly replaced by the 2005 film The Perfect Man. This week, Jim and I will have to go to the freshly ice-creamed rage bag from Merman. Wait for it. You will see why. Let's check in with Jim and see how he fared with the tender family dramedy and see if Hilary Duff is still as awesome as we all remember her to be. What'd you think, Jim? The perfect man.
1: Oh, the perfect man. Uh, So I was really proud of this one, by the way. This is a pretty good pick for you, I would say. Um, It has all the things that I do absolutely love in movies. So um, I was going to pretend that I thought this film was cute and heartwarming and kind of like Mermaids for 2005. Here's a hint. Heather Locklear cannot act. (laughs) She can't. I don't know how she's... I don't know how she has ever done, and I, am I, suggesting to you, Mister, next week uh, on the lists that you do some research on Heather Locklear because she may be doubted that she could. She's very repulsive to me. I oh, repulsive
0: as well. All right.
1: She could be both. Like she, she could, could be, be a both. double banger. Yeah. Hil- Hillary Duff, on the other hand, who's also not Winona Ryder, and the other kid, whoever that was in this movie, was that by no means Christina Ricci. I have no idea what, where, when, and why this film was made. The whole concept of somebody moving because they had their heart broken so they need to move made absolutely no sense. So right off the very beginning, I'm like, "What? What? Well, I'm a whole what?" Uh, gotta say though, Hilary Duff is adorable, and actually not the worst a- actress. But, oh my fucking God, watching more than two seconds of Heather Locklear on screen was so uncomfortable, it felt like the first time I snuck something uh, too large into my ass, but in my eyes and ears and soul. So just imagine having a giant dildo rammed in your eyes, your nose, your ears and your mouth. Bryce, do you know what? Anal tears in your mind feels like? Do you? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I do. I need to ask where or how did you even find this film? Have you actually seen this film?
0: I have not.
1: <laughs> okay, there's just another reason I hate you today. The only true <laughs> The only true breath of fresh air in this film was seeing Ben Feldman in this film who I actually like him. Uh, Bryce may remember him as Richie from the 2009 film of Friday the 13th. Do you remember Richie from that? Film?
0: I do actually.
1: That's ben, that's Ben Feldman cool. who I really like. Yeah. For those of you who don't who haven't experienced this for lack of a better word film, imagine if there was a white but less talented writer and director than our currently doubted Tyler Perry. Now imagine a story, plot, script, soundtrack, acting, concept, and altogether, for lack of a better word, film, that is 10 times worse than anything that Tyler Perry has done. Now, if you will imagine that it was a made-for-TV movie, and that, for lack of a better word, film, how anybody, anywhere, would ever have given this film anything but a one on imdb and yet apparently people like cookie cutter dramedy rom-com starring almost every abc after school special actor with the likes of michael maloney carolyn ray and oh yeah did i mention heather locklear also just an interesting observation but Uh, What town in the U.S. or anywhere does a single mom who works at a grocery store slash bakery have a huge, beautiful house that looks like a mansion full of ABC sitcom furnishings? Oh, so to recap, this film is definitely in the same ballpark as Nine Lives. But Carson Kressley and Ben Feldman were pretty awesome. I got to be honest, they kind of saved this film a little bit. Oh, I see your face, Bryce. No, no, no. Just saved it from being the replacement of the worst film that's ever been made, taking Nine Lives spot in my mind. It still is a terrible, sadistic double rom-com rage. Not sure why they need to double down in these rom-coms. I think, is there like a triple rom-com out there that I'm not aware of? Could there possibly take out Nine Lives if we had a triple rom-com? You know, like perhaps you have a GILF and a MILF and a teenage daughter that all fall for somebody in the same movie? Okay, listeners, if this film exists, please let Bryce and I know, or just actually let me know, DM me directly, because this is definitely going in Bryce's bag, the film of three rom-coms at the same time going on. And it can't be separate stories. It has to be like this stupid, terrible film where it was all in one plot, Where the mom is falling in love and the girl is falling in love but we need to have the grandma or the great grandma even fall in love this is the film that i want to see so this was a statistic rage and we're back in business with rage baby this This is what
0: we're talking this is what we're talking about (sighs) This, uh, uh, I did, all I, I did not watch the movie, I saw the trailer and I was like, this is going in his back. That was,
1: enough. that was enough to bring it. I was like, this yes, movie.
0: yes. You know what? I,
1: the saddest thing about this is I watch these movies with my wife and, <laughs> and I feel so terrible for her because she'll say to me, why are we watching this? Like who in their right mind would ever choose to watch this? And I said, I've been dared to see it. She says, well, if he (laughs) dared you to carve your eyes out with the spoon, would you do that? I'm like, well, that's what I feel like is happening right now. (laughs) Like, I've never been, I've never had my mind torn as much as this film. And if there, I'm not kidding. If Carson Presley and Ben Feldman were not in this movie, this would have taken over nine lives easily. This
0: is what I'm talking about. But you I, as I say, I, I know our listeners can do better. And what what you just <laughs> what you just reacted to this is the type of reaction that we're going for. So if you want to dare us to see something, it's got to be this bad,
1: or Leprechaun Six, uh, potentially.
0: You know, it's all right.
1: <laughs> You're so kooky. All right. Well, this week. Yes. i pulling out the ice cream bucket that Murray has given us because Bryce and I will be watching something from Murray's delicious Nestle's Parlor vanilla-flavored ice cream bucket.
0: All right. Pull it out randomly. What do we got? Pull that sucker out. I got my pen out. I'm ready to write it down.
1: Okay, so... I would say that... I don't know if you can see this because I've got backdrops. Yeah, I can't see. But we thing. are seeing the movie Alexander. Is this a movie?
0: Uh, yeah. Do you know of
1: a movie called Alexander?
0: Alexander, uh, maybe. What year? Did he put I don't the know, year? You put that. Yeah. Nope. Lovely. Thanks, Mer.
1: I'm not. I'm not seeing it. I don't even see. Oh wait, Alexander from 2004 which stars oh god i've seen this uh which st- which stars colin farrell anthony hopkins rosario dawson and angelina jolie
0: oh no
1: plus val kilmer yep
0: that's the um yeah.
1: alexander the king of macedonia yeah. and one of the greatest army leaders in the history of warfare conquers much of the known world
0: i really don't want to watch that again jim
1: Well, it's unfortunate because that's what we're going to do next week.
0: Like I had literally forgotten about it and now I have to watch it again.
1: Well, maybe we'll be lucky and we won't be able to find it. We'll go back and find something even worse.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to be able to find this one easily. (laughs) I got a really bad feeling about that.
1: Well, maybe we'll be lucky and we'll have to buy it because remember when I had to buy um, that... YMCA movie. <laughs>
0: that was fantastic too, man. I do good work. I am so proud of my. That was a replacement too. Remember? <laughs> uh, You're supposed to watch the, the Britney Spears movie that week. The crossroads. So I, re- yeah. Yep. So I replaced it with another gem. <laughs> what was it? You can't stop oh, the music or something like that. You can't stop <laughs> the music. <laughs> so <baby>. good.
1: <laughs> well, next week we're going to have some pretty exciting stuff happening, people, because. Uh, we just... There's nothing coming out, so I don't know what we're going to watch we'll week. We'll figure out something. We might we'll just... We'll find something terrible. Yeah. Let's yeah. make it all... Maybe next week should be an all-rage week. Let's try and find the worst movies that are new coming out. Yeah, well,
0: that shouldn't be hard. Unfortunately. <laughs> <sighs>
1: so, just to recap, we had our fried berry of the week was...
0: Street, uh, gang. street Gang.
1: How we got to Sesame Street.
0: Absolutely. So
1: just remember that. Just remember. All right. Thanks again, Rages, for listening. Rage love to Julene from It Goes Down in the PM podcast. And James, our two member subscribers. Thanks to the Extended Film Rage crew Leonard Collin for his assistant vision and photography via Leonard Collin's photography. For Bex Goose for her cartooning skills at Potato Lady Cat. Oh, sorry potato lady podcast reviews.com thanks to our sponsor canyon metal cinema please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as they desperately need your help find us on social media such as facebook twitter instagram and TikTok at film rage yyc check out everything film rage at film rage yyc.com including our merch site for red bubble and t public see what we look like on our youtube channel by searching film rage podcast we are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us an email to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please.
0: Please.
1: That's it for this week. Rage on.
0: Rage on.